You're listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, the show for people just like you who want to keep inflammation down and your spirits up. I'm your host, Alyssa Abrahamson, functional nutritional therapist and wellness coach. Today and every Wednesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide as I offer insightful ways for you to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Hey there, welcome back to Positively Anti-Inflammatory. It is episode 45, and today we are talking self-care. And you you can tell from my voice that I'm a little sick. I have a little cold going on here. And, um, And it's funny because now like I'm like, oh, here I am doing an episode on self-care, which I will you will be happy to hear that I had plans this evening and I canceled them so I could stay in and take good care of myself. All right. So today is self-care for skeptics. That is right. And you know what's really fun about today's episode is it's in the first, so get excited. It's the first in a series that I'm calling the self series. So Over the next handful of episodes, I'll focus on topics like self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-love, self-compassion, but today is all about self-care. So are you skeptical skeptical about self-care? I hear you. The truth is, the term self-care for me, it really bothers me. I, I find it a little annoying. And... I mean, why? I, you know, a bunch of reasons. Self-care has has really gained like an immense amount of popularity in the past several years. And it seems like the term is overused. And then it's also misunderstood. So it's like, you know, with all this hype around self-care, I'm thinking, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Don't tell me I need self-care or that I should be doing quote, self-care or hashtag self-care. I've been working on taking care of myself and my health and well-being for years, and I've never needed to make declarations of, I'm practicing (laughs) self-care. So honestly, a lot of my skepticism and annoyance has to do with this, the media, you know, articles written about it and social media. And it feels like there's a comparison thing happening on social media with self-care. Like, look at me and all of my (laughs) self-care. This, you know, and that can really instigate feelings of comparing and despairing. You know, when we see other people boasting about all their self-care and, you know, it's not, it not only can make us feel like, oh, maybe I'm not doing enough or I don't have money to go get a spa day or, you know, or maybe it's just making us feel insufficient or kind of annoyed. Because I think a lot of it, truthfully, feels inauthentic. You know, this quote, self-care Sunday has gotten out of control. But then as I say that, maybe it hasn't. Actually, maybe hashtag self-care Sunday is actually where it's at. (laughs) You know, with all of this being said, you know me. I'm all about taking care of yourself emotionally, physically, spiritually. But we do need to get to the bottom of the self-care thing. So today I'm addressing self-care for skeptics 
And okay, okay, I'm also addressing self-care for believers. (laughs) Because frankly, I am both. I am a self-care skeptic and a self-care believer. So today I'm going to answer questions like, what exactly is self-care? Why is it important? How do you practice real self-care? How does self-care actually apply to you? So let's dive into it. First, what exactly is self-care? Self-care is a it's a conscious act that you take in order to enhance or take care of your physical, mental, spiritual, or emotional health. Self-care really is this continuous and holistic process where you proactively consider and tend to your needs in order to maintain your wellness. It sounds lovely, right? <laughs> yes. What if you're thinking, I don't I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time for a bubble bath with candles and champagne. How am I going to fit self-care into my busy schedule? Or you might be someone, you know, who puts themselves last and neglects your needs and really doesn't take care of yourself. Or you're thinking, what's the big deal about self-care? Do I really need it? Well, this is something to consider. You wouldn't be here with me (laughs) listening to this podcast if you didn't want to help support your health and your well-being. So by listening to this podcast, you're practicing self-care. You can check it off your list for the day. (laughs) But if the idea of self-care really makes you cringe, or if you're wondering if it's just a trend, I hear you. But let's figure this out. So why might someone be skeptical of self-care? You know, maybe you're thinking it's too frivolous or self-indulgent, self-indulgent or uh, it's superficial or selfish. Maybe it sounds like laziness to you or who has time for this self-care crap? So I'm going to ask you a few questions. Is it challenging for you to for you to actually take care of yourself? Is it challenging for you to actually take care of your health and well-being? And if so, I really encourage you to stop and think about why that is. So, okay, so now that we have a basic understanding of what self-care is, why is self-care important? So in the research that I did, I found that I found out that engaging in self-care practices has been clinically proven to reduce or even eliminate anxiety and depression. And it also reduces stress, improves concentration, minimizes frustration and anger, increases happiness, and improves energy. (laughs) Okay, awesome. But what what are we talking about here? What do you actually need to do in terms of self-care to gain all those health benefits? Hmm. Well, self-care is subjective and it's going to vary from person to person. The self-care practices that will wholeheartedly benefit you and elevate your life and wellness will be specific to you and your needs. For some, it might, you know, be as simple or as challenging as drinking water and staying hydrated. You know, for someone else, it might be setting clear boundaries with your mother-in-law, 
truly adopting and incorporating self-care practices into your life is a lifestyle change. Now, when I say that, please listen. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. Also, pursuing this does not have to be expensive, nor does it have to be complicated. Okay? But remember that self-care is a continuous, ongoing process of reflecting on your needs and investing in yourself and your well-being. So let's just say thank you for being here because you're investing your time here right now with me in your health and your wellness. True self-care requires you to examine your priorities and be intentional about your daily life choices. When you take good care of yourself, you feel better and you function better. You know this. (laughs) Also, self-care you know, isn't always doing something fun or nice. Think about that. It doesn't mean doing whatever you want in, you know, if it feels good in the moment, it could, but it doesn't always feel that it's not always about that. Real self-care is about doing something important and supportive to your well-being. And it might be something hard or challenging, but don't let that trip you up. Don't let that stop you. Practicing self-care is looking after yourself and doing things that will be supportive for you in the long term. Now, before we go into what these practices look like and what you know will be beneficial to you, I want to acknowledge that the self-care skeptic might be someone who is constantly taking care of other people and claims and who claims they have absolutely absolutely no time whatsoever for themselves. If this is you, I'm glad you're here. Listen and make sure you listen to episode 44, Dysfunctional Independence, last week's episode. And then also listen to episode 18, The Importance of Receiving and Learning to Receive. Okay, so if you have a hard time acknowledging your needs and really taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself, and you believe that you ain't got time for bubble baths or crap like that, I encourage you to think about the fact that you might want to reframe your thoughts on self-care. I think one of the wonderful and healing things about self-care is that it encourages you to maintain a healthy relationship with yourself. Yay, that's awesome. And when you maintain a healthy relationship with yourself, you transmit those feelings, those good feelings to other people and putting that energy out into the universe. Basically, you can't give to others what you don't have for yourself. So, you know, while some of us may misconstrue self-care as selfish, it really is far from that. But again, if it is helpful for you to think of it this way, that self-care is about becoming the healthiest version of yourself so you can give your best to others, then please consider that. But I also hold the belief That taking good care of yourself is vital for your own sense of self-worth and your emotional state and your overall health. And taking actions to take care of yourself doesn't have to be because of other people. It's not necessarily about filling your cup so you can give to others. But again, it can be help, you know, it can be if that's helpful for you. 
Okay. When, you know, when you do something healthy and kind for yourself, that could be, you know, even... Oh my gosh, getting um, a root canal <laughs> or, or, you know, getting up 15 minutes early to do morning meditation or making a delicious and nutritious meal for yourself. How does that kind of self-care make you feel? I think the skepticism can come in for some people because it's a reflection of their relationship with themselves and how they treat themselves to begin with. So if you're skeptical about self-care, ask yourself why. Where does this skepticism come from? I think the more that you can identify your needs and take care of your well-being, the better you will feel. (laughs) And as you know, when you're feeling better, then that impacts your emotional, mental, and physical state. And And that extends to everyone around you. So when you take good care of yourself, it not only reinforces and says to you that you are important and you matter, but also to others that your needs are important. Yeah, (laughs) your needs are important. That's what's, you know, that's that's what self-care is all about. It's not indulging in treats or being lazy instead of taking care of your responsibilities. It's acknowledging yourself and caring for yourself enough to practice looking after yourself every day. So that when, you know, your whole life is filled with intention and you are living in alignment <clears throat> instead of treading water and living in overwhelm and running yourself ragged that's what it's about. Okay, so where where do you start? I'm going to give you five items of where to start with self-care, and so you might want to grab a pen and paper. The first one is give yourself permission to care about yourself. I mean, holy wowza, that's a big one. Give yourself permission to care about yourself and to take care of yourself. And if this is a little challenging for you, I encourage you to just do it. Tell yourself in your mind, look at yourself in the mirror, write it in your journal, whatever it is that will help you give yourself permission to take care about yourself, do it. Number two, ask yourself, what are my priorities? I'm talking about your priorities for yourself and your health not about priorities for other people or your pet. (laughs) So make a list of three to five things that are priorities for you. Remember that when you understand and you're in touch and you're really aware of your priorities, that those priorities inform your decisions and and become your habits when you take action. Number three, make a list of all of the un, of, of the, all of the mundane and or unsexy self-care practices that you know you would benefit from. You know, maybe that's getting into bed 30 minutes early every night. Maybe that's flossing. Whatever that is, make a list of all those mundane or unsexy self-care practices that you know that you would benefit from. And number four, set firm boundaries even with yourself. So, you know, sometimes self-care means saying no and disappointing other people. 
So what I would like you to do is think of one thing, one boundary in your life that would benefit you. One thing in your life that would you would benefit from setting this healthy boundary and do that one thing. And number five, be proactive with self-care, not reactive. Meaning, think about self-care as not about treating yourself or giving yourself a reward after you accomplish something. Okay, yes, do that. Please reward yourself or treat yourself. But the way we're thinking about and and about about self-care here is about being proactive with your self-care and think about even just one little thing you can do every day to take care of yourself. So being proactive, meaning you give yourself five minutes, a few mornings a week to do a, a breathing meditation when you wake up. Or maybe that's making sure that, you know, every day you you stand up for a few minutes and stretch, touch your toes, maybe walk around the block to get your blood, your blood pumping. Think about self-care as being proactive, not reactive. So if you're someone who thinks that, you know, they don't have time for this, trust me, you do. It's a mindset shift and it's all about understanding your needs and your priorities. And once you learn to prioritize yourself and you switch your mindset from, you know, thinking Whatever you think about self-care that is stopping you from taking care of yourself, maybe it's, you know, all or nothing. Think about progress over perfection. I talk about this all the time and that will help. So I recommend you take small, mindful steps to incorporate self-care into your daily life. Yeah, when you make the decision to take care of yourself, it's a mindset shift. You can choose to have the mindset that you are deserving of authentic self-care and this belief that you deserve to live well and be well and feel well and to take care of yourself will shape your decisions and change your life. Showing up to your life fully is self-care. Showing up for yourself is self-care. I think one of the challenging things about self-care is that, you know, it's like thinking about what, how exactly to do it. You know, what really do you need? Because if we're going to that, excuse me, authentic self-care, you really need to listen to your mind and your heart and your body and what it need and what they need. And no one knows that better than you. So another way to help figure this out is I encourage you to get quiet and be with your sp- be with yourself. Maybe that's going for a walk or spending some time with yourself, sitting with yourself. Maybe that's meditating with no distractions, no phone, no emails, no one else around telling you what to do or what's best for you, but just being with yourself, breathing and being open. And then listen to what your heart and your body and your mind are telling you. You know, what what is your body saying you need? Is it rest? Is it movement? Is it water? What are you anxious about? What are you excited about? 
Practice just letting your mood wander, letting your mind wander until you really better learn to take care of you. The mind and the body and the soul really want to be well and need to be well for you to be all that you are. And you deserve to take care of yourself in this holistic way. It truly is vital for your health and your well-being and a part of a living a positively anti-inflammatory life. So <laughs> now, I'm con- now I'm convinced. I am wholeheartedly, I've convinced myself and hopefully you, I'm wholeheartedly a self self-care believer. Be damned with the skepticism. I'm I'm taking self-care back into what I it means to me in this really true authentic way. But you know what? Honestly, I think that I really do prefer to say call it something else. Just as simple as taking good care of myself. So maybe maybe we should start a hashtag like hashtag taking care of myself or taking good care. What do you think? Well, thank you so much for joining and listening today. And I will be back next week for the next episode in the self series. And I look forward to connecting with you then. And in the meantime, if you're curious to learn more about my work as a functional nutritional therapist and holistic wellness coach, you can visit my website. It's thewellnessheadquarters.com. And until next week, say something nice to yourself, slow down when you eat, and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you, Anti-Inflammatory Living, The Essential Guide. To get your free copy, head over to guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com. That's guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com to receive your free anti-inflammatory living, The Essential Guide.